How long? It's Everett's Greatest Hits, only on KRKO. Everett's greatest hits, sports, and more. KRKO Everett.
Well, it seems about every seven days it rolls up again, and it's a Monday night again, and it's time for Prep Sports Weekly right here on KRKO, Everett's Greatest Hits, Sports and More. Tom Lafferty here along with Steve Willits in the uh, other room behind the glass. Hi, Tom. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. Are you doing show prep right up to the time the show starts? Nope. Just waiting for the introduction there. (laughs) I am here. uh, uh, Yeah, we're ready to go. We've got another great show tonight. Sounds good. What is up on the show this evening? Oh, actually, I should say that tonight's show brought to you in part by Allstate Insurance Agent Brian Reed, Erickson Furniture, Dale Wagner Law Office, Snohomish County PUD, GSR Rental in Monroe, Glass by Lund, and by Ace Hardware Stores in Lake Stevens, Everett, and Stanwood. Now, tell us who's on the show tonight. Yeah, we're obviously we're going to talk a lot of football here early on, and, and rightfully so. We are coming down the stretch right now. We've only got, what, one... Regular season game, I guess, left in Wesco as far as the three A is concerned. Right. The two A or the four A are coming down to their final two weeks, and we're starting to see the playoff picture come to uh, come to light a little bit here. So we're going to talk about the games from Friday and Saturday in the opening segment. We're then going to have back to back high school football coaching segments. We're going to talk to Joey Hammer, the head football coach for the Snohomish Panthers, your alma mater. Yes. We're then going to talk to uh, Jamie Plankovich, who is the head coach at Ferndale. Yeah, the Golden Eagles, they're putting together a very nice season. They're 6-1, and one, and it's looking as though Ferndale, Marysville, Pilchuck, and Arlington might be uh, heading for a three-way tie at the top of the 3A North. So we'll talk to Coach about that. And then we're going to hear from our female, Russellin Hill, Student Athlete of the Month for September. She was a little under the weather last week, so we missed her. So that's why we're getting to her here in week number three of October. But nonetheless, uh, she and her teammates are doing great. It's Chloe Seelhoff, who we've had on the show before. Uh-huh. Chloe was the Everett Herald Soccer Player of the Year last year as a junior at Glacier Peak. Now she's a senior, uh, 4.0 student, ASB president. She's committed to play soccer at the University of Washington. She works in the evenings, so she's really showing all of us up. So we're going to talk to Chloe. We're also going to hear from the head coach, Melinda Torrey, as well as the other two captains on that team, Kate Sprink and Addison Desard. And, oh, by the way, uh, this is a team that's 11-1 overall, 6-0 and oh in Wesco, and they've yet to give up a goal in Wesco play. They've outscored wow. their opponents 25-0. to zero. So, a little Glacier Peak girls soccer coming up at the end of the show. Today's show brought to you in part by McLean Insurance in Silver Lake, Hometown Handyman, The Buzz Inn Steakhouse, Hat Trick Northwest, Green Printing Northwest, Mike Dixon Farmers Insurance, and by the law office of Russell & Hill. Let's take a look back at last weekend, this previous weekend's um, high school football scores, shall we? Let's and do it. Let's do it. How about Snohomish beat Meadowdale 30-7 to as Kale Hammer tossed three touchdown passes. He went 7 of 8 for 184 yards passing. Five different Panthers scored in the ballgame. Man, they've been doing a lot of their damage on the ground. So uh, to have Kale get a chance to show his arm off a little bit, Coach Hammer's son, who we'll have on, on the show in the next uh, next segment, good for Snohomish. And Snohomish remains undefeated in Wesco 3A South with one game to go. Seven different Bruins scored touchdowns. It was Cascade 55, Shorewood 14. Julian Thomas rushed 19 times for 307 yards and scored two times for the Bruins. Yeah, nice big dose of the wing tee there from the Bruins all over the uh, the Thunderbirds. Arlington beat Marysville Pilchuck, the game we broadcast right here on KRK. Number one, Marysville goes down to Arlington 28-14. Not sure, Steve, who was more stunned, Marysville Pilchuck Arlington or us in the press box? All of the above. Uh, well, I don't think Arlington was stunned. And I think, you know, talking to Coach Greg Daler after the game. They, they weren't stunned, but there was a lot of, wow. And I yeah, think, but and they I were. And I think you said it about, I think I counted 19 times. 
Well, I didn't see this coming. <laughs> yeah, that was mostly from us, though. Um, I yeah, I mean, yeah. when you talk to Greg Daler and, and to give him credit and his team credit, they had a lot of confidence going into that sure. game. That's why they're not stunned, because they thought they could do it ahead of time. Now, they saw something the rest of us didn't see. And uh, the thing that shocked me about that game, and, and I wish I should have written down some more names here, because th- these are the guys that don't get their, their recognition, but they really whooped MP in the trenches. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we... We all thought that that was MP's strength. Well, a number of things that they're strong at. Obviously, you know, you think of some of the running backs like, uh, you know, like Carson, like Velasquez, like Gray and Behar and some of the other guys. But they just had nowhere to go the other night. And, you know, I know talking to Coach Daler after the game, the first name that he mentioned is Wyatt Tilton, the uh, nose guard. He said he might be the best nose tackle in the in the state right now. And he, he brought up the fact that, hey, he went up against Nate Elwood and some of the other Marysville Pilchuck guys. Right. He went up against Hatchet from Ferndale a couple of weeks ago and did really well against him. So Tilton, Josh Snow, who was a beast in there, he had at least one sack. He had a fumble recovery. Uh, Quentin Young-Wagner uh, was all over the place. And like Coach said, he was awesome the other night after the game. And, and like I said, I, I mentioned, I'm leaving out a few guys. I know number 70, our, our but. I'm going to mess up his name. Arbibola and a few other guys there. They were just, they were incredible. I I didn't see that coming because really every time that any of those running backs touched the ball, nowhere to go. I thought that Arlington would get points. The the 28 didn't surprise me. The 14, shocked. Big time. And in that game, Trent Nolback, Arlington's quarterback, was 20 of 29 for 245 yards and two touchdowns, two interceptions. R.J. Giese, nine carries, 84 yards and two touchdowns. And for Marysville Pilchuck, Dylan Carson, 32 carries, 146 yards, and two touchdowns. And that's a darn good night for most running backs, right? Uh, yeah. we're, we're just used to Dylan averaging 14, 16 yards a carry. That's that's containing him, and yeah. uh, and he got the win. Monroe got the shutout, 62 nothing. second consecutive shutout for the Bearcats. Cole Pruitt caught two touchdown passes and had a 36-yard punt return for a score. Monroe is wins at 62 nothing. Pretty sure when we talked to Coach Darrell last week, I think Pruitt had one or two punt returns for touchdowns in last week's yeah, game, so n- yeah. nicely done for the kid on special teams. Glacier Peak beat North Creek in a non-league game. Wesco Kinko crossover, 27-19 Grizzlies. River Lean threw three touchdown passes, two of them to Trey Lechner. Key play was a blocked punt that gave the Grizz the ball on the 15-yard line. They scored on the next play, so 27-19 the final. Yeah, a, a good North Creek team. Glacier Peak now 5-1, and one and a Hate to look too far ahead, but in what twelve days, eleven days from now, right. Glacier Peak versus Lake Stevens. That's going to be a fun one. It will be, and we'll have it right here on KRKO. Uh, one game we should mention is tomorrow. Mariner Camiac. They go the ten days of, of quarantine, and Camiac's out of quarantine, and they can play Mariner. So they're going to play on a Tuesday night, and then turn right around and play on Friday. Yeah, how do you like that for for Mariner? You get Camiac on Tuesday, a team that's undefeated, and then three days later, you get an Arlington team that just beat the team that was ranked number one in the state. So it's a Interesting week there for the Marauders. Yep, so they play tomorrow night at Frank Goddard State Stadium in South Everett. It was Edmonds Woodway 32, Marysville Getchell nothing. Aaron Barraza and Alex Rust each rushed for two scores for the Edmonds Woodway Warriors. Yeah, Barraza, the running back that's come on as of late, and Rust, the quarterback who's multidimensional and Edmonds Woodway also uh, still rolling there, now 3-1 uh, and one in league play. Isaiah Carlson had 11 carries for 129 yards and scored two touchdowns as he led Ferndale to a 48-30 win over Stanwood. Ryan Pelton scored three times for the Golden Eagles. Ryder Bumgarner scored twice for Stanwood. Yeah, Ferndale again 6-1 and one now. They've got one more league game to play, a very winnable uh, game at that, so they should be 7-1 and one and 
We'll see where the chips fall at that point. But, yeah, another nice season from Ferndale. Surprise, surprise, right? Yeah, there you it's go. It's just Ferndale. Oak Harbor 27, Mount Vernon 7. Mount Vernon yet to win a ball game here in 2021. It was Granite Falls 46, Vashon Island 7. Riley Hoople threw for three touchdowns and rushed for two more to lead the way for the Tigers. Granite Falls is 5-1. and 5-1. and one. They're having a very good season. And, oh, by the way, they, they've got Kings coming up this weekend, who's 6-0. and oh. So uh, a game that's really flying under the radar, especially now that – those guys are playing in that Emerald Sound League. But nonetheless, two teams from around here, two teams that we tend to talk about, and we've gotten to know the coaches, 11-1 combined. So that should be a fun game. Everett gets a win, 34-22 over Meridian. Juju Williams rushed for 149 yards and three touchdowns. Noah Schmidt and Derek Bryant also scored for the Seagulls. Yeah, they improved to 5-2 and two in the year. And, oh, by the way, homecoming night for the Seagulls. So yeah. a nice win for them. There you go. Linwood beat Mount Lake Terrace 21-7. Anthony Hooker scored two touchdowns to lead the way for the Royals. Uh, Hooker's a running back that I, I really like. I had a chance to watch him a lot last year, not so much this season. But again, and Linwood again, we talked about it last week. They've put together three out of four since really coming out of the gate slow and a team that was hit hard by COVID. Yep. They've uh, they've pretty much solidified that number four spot in the Wesco 3A South. Kings 49, South Whidbey nothing. It was Sultan over Cedar Park Christian 30-18. to Derek Feltner racked up 206 yards on 25 carries and a score for the Turks. <laughs> a, game, a game that somebody had to win. I think Cedar Crest yeah. going into the game had only scored seven points all season, albeit their schedule was pretty tough. I actually picked Cedar Crest, Cedar Park Christian to win the game just because of the fact really? that – well, when you looked at their schedule, and Sultan's yeah. been blown out quite a few times this year, too. I think this was, what, win number two for them. But a close game nonetheless. And, hey, this is what we like to see. We like to see competitive balances and two teams that were very evenly matched, obviously, and the 12-point differential shows that. Anacortes 34, Cedar Crest 10. It was Linden over Seaholm 23-7. to Yeah, Linden's got the lead in that league. They're 4-0 right now. Right. Only team that's undefeated in league play. In the uh, Northwest Conference 2A. And then it was Darrington 56, Concrete 20. The Loggers are 3-3. Three and three. And then moving to Saturday's games, did you have something in that game? No, I was just going to – it's funny. Darrington's one of those teams this year where they had a really good – I think it was a two-point game, like a 48-46 game. I'm doing this off the top of my head. I think it was Evergreen. That they Evergreen from in Seattle yeah. game number one, and since then they either get blown out or they blow the other team out. So it's one of those teams where you're pretty much done watching them at halftime, and this was another one. So good for them to get back on track. They played two really good teams in Nia Bay and Lumi over the last two weeks, and now they get a victory. It was Burlington Edison 29, Archbishop Murphy 21. Tigers Zach Watson had four-yard touchdown run with eight minutes remaining for the margin of victory. Yeah, and I actually caught the uh, the end, and the score was actually 29-22. It was tied up was 20. 22? Yeah, it was a 22. Okay. It was 22-22 at halftime, and I decided to show up once I knew it was a close game. So I caught the second half, being that it was a Saturday afternoon. And Colton Johnson, the quarterback for Archbishop Murphy, went down. Uh, I guess it was late second quarter. And again, keep in mind they scored 22 points with him in there. They had to bring. I think first they put what uh, Quintero there. I hope I'm saying Quint Quintero. Yeah, the the receiver, uh, Guerrero, right? Guerrero, the receiver Guerrero. who okay. right. uh, their star receiver. I think he played a little bit of quarterback at first, and then I think they put uh, Curly in there, their star tight end, to play a little quarterback, both out of position. And really, again, it gets down to when you start to pull your best wide receiver or your best tight end, it's like losing two players, right? right? So, yeah, real struggle for them. They were already down a quarterback. I think Kai Lewis, their other quarterback, broke his leg earlier this season. So, uh, really a shame because Murphy was in position to win that game against a very good Burlington Edison team. And i got to give the, the guys a shout-out if they're listening, the Wildcats, to hang with that Burlington Edison team. 
knowing that they weren't at full strength and almost pulling off the victory. Well, well done. I know moral victories don't do a lot for a program like Murphy. They want to win. But nonetheless, and as we've talked to Coach Jansen before, their new coach this year, uh, he's looking to build for the future, and I, I think they went a long way in that. And where do we start with this one? <laughs> Trace Hanks had two touchdowns. Jaden Lamar had two touchdowns. Drew Carter and Colby Easterling had one touchdown apiece. In the Slackers. First, that, and that was in the first, <laughs> that was in the first <laughs> quarter. Carter and Jay Sean Lamar ended with three touchdowns each. It was Lake Stevens 91, Jackson 6. Uh, how many of those touchdowns were in the first quarter? Six uh, or seven? Trace had two. Jaden had two. Drew and Easterling each had one. So that's six. So they had, Yeah, I knew they had 77 at halftime. Right. When I sent you guys the score, I'm like, I thought it was a typo. The Everett Herald put it out on their Twitter page. I'm like, 77-0 at halftime? And they added on two touchdowns, of course, more after that. But 91-6, to six and... Yeah, I mean, you could go in so many different directions with this. Lake Stevens is really good, everybody. And, yeah, you know, Jackson's got two wins this year. That's not a, you know, not a bad team. But I think three of those touchdowns in the first half were punt returns, and obviously a lot of one and two play drives. But uh, yeah, I, all, I guess all we can really say is Lake Stevens and Glacier Peak. Eleven days from now, right, right. here on KRKO, <laughs> looking forward to seeing what that matchup looks like. Because yeah, surprise, surprise, uh, Lake Stevens, who hasn't lost a Wesco game now in what seven or eight years, right? They're still undefeated. So let's run down quickly down the standings. So now that we have some uh, league games in, in the West Coast 4A, Kamiak is 3-0. Lake Stevens is 2-0 in league play. Glacier Peak 1-0. Mariners 1-2. And, and then Jackson at 0-4 in league play. Yeah, and for those that are wondering why there are so few games, keep in mind it's a five-team five, five team right. league this year. You're only scheduled to play four games. Right. And Glacier Peak and Kamiak already had a no contest due to COVID. So those teams are going to end up playing a three-game schedule in league. The nice thing is is that the 4A, the way it's set up, and not to get into this too much, uh, four districts, District 1, 2, 3, and 4, are coming together for 11 state berths. So they're going to take the top 22 teams based on, I think, each district has allocated so many. Then they're going to rank all those teams 1 through 22 and match them up, 1 versus 22, 2 versus 21, et cetera, et cetera. So really the the Glacier peak Kamiak game that never happened, it would have been a fun game to watch, I sure. think, because that certainly those two teams are two of the best three. Not going to ultimately hurt either one of those two teams in terms of getting in there. Now, maybe at the end of the day it hurts one of them and that they could have enhanced their their stature in terms of where they might have been ranked and where they would have been seated. But, um, but again, yeah, basically Kamiak, Lake Stevens, Glacier Peak, expect to see them playing after week 10 in some sort of a quad district, and the other two teams pretty much will be, will be done after next week. That would week. be in week 10. Yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. that's right, because next week is, yeah, week nine. I keep, keep thinking that's week 10, but you're right, yep, yeah. Yep. And so the West Coast 3A North right now, Arlington, they're done with league play because they play Mariner this week, and that's a game we have. So they're 5-1. and one. Marysville, Pilchuck, and Ferndale are both 4-1. and one. So those are the top three, and Marysville, Pilchuck, and Ferndale should win this week. Everybody's going to end up at 5-1. and one. Yeah, three-way tie. We know that there's been some sort of a draw. We don't know where the draw plays into this, though, but – what we do know is that the, the numbers that were drawn by the athletic directors earlier this year, Ferndale's the one seed, Arlington's the two seed, MP's right. the three seed, and they may or may not use that draw. They might have all three of these teams get together on like Saturday and play a mini tournament for one, twos, and three seeds just because of the fact that – Which they haven't done. They before. haven't done that in the, the for, fast – For seeding. Yeah. For, they usually will play for in and out of the playoffs. Right. Now, the difference is that it's not just seeding in this case because the ones and the twos get an automatic berth into week 10. The three seed plays a loser out game the next week. So there was some talk I was hearing that because of that fact and that fact only, 
they still could make the three of them play a tournament. I have a feeling they won't, but I maybe we'll we'll ask Coach Plankovich when he's on yeah. later on tonight. But certainly that's a possibility too. But Stanwood's pretty much locked into that four spot. Uh, looks like Oak Harbor's locked into that five, and they both will get a game as well in the crossovers. And the West Coast three A South Snohomish is on top at four and zero. Oh. Edmonds Woodway Monroe are both at three and one. Linwood at two and two. Motlake Terrace Shorecrest. Uh, have only won one ball game. So Snohomish on top now, but they play Monroe this week. That Snohomish-Monroe game decides everything. I mean, yeah. well, and again, we can talk to Coach Hammer about this. If Monroe beats Snohomish, and assuming that Edmonds-Woodway wins this week and they're playing Mount Lake Terrace, they right. should, we'd have a three-way tie there as well. So we might be in that same situation that we just talked about with the uh, the 3A North. So that'll be interesting. Linwood, again, with I, I think they're pretty much – I think they're locked into that number four. They, they yeah. lose all tiebreakers to the three teams above them. They have everybody beat below them. So they're going to be the number four team. Uh, Mount Lake Terrace and Shorecrest, I don't know how they're going to handle that because Mount Lake Terrace will technically end up a half game ahead of Shorecrest because of a no contest. But Shorecrest beat Mount Lake Terrace right. head-to-head. So do you let the one-and-four team go over the one-and-five? And quite frankly, does it matter? Because you're going to end up playing the number three team in the north. And I don't want to see that game. But no, no. <laughs> So I don't know. One of those two teams, though, will be playing in Week 10. And then the top of the Northwest Conference 2A, Linden at 4-0, Cedar Woolley at 2-1, Burlington Edison at 2-1, Squalicum at 3-2, and, and then you drop off Archbishop Murphy 1-2, Lakewood 1-3, but only the top four get to kind of round-robin themselves. Or there was also talk that I heard that they would take that Week 10, not play a district game, and make up the games that got missed. Yeah, I'll be curious as to what they end up doing. And a lot of that might depend on what happens this week. I mean, right. if there still are, are games where you're looking at it and going, yeah, that four and that five there, they kind of belong playing against each other and they missed a game earlier this year. We we need to have them play. Uh, my my assumption would be they'd probably still go one versus four, two versus three. But, uh, again, it might depend on the outcome of some of those games this week. That's been a fun league, by the way, because yeah. there, there are teams, you know, if we're being honest, for the most part, you start to look around Wesco 3A and even Wesco 4A, some of the games are pretty predictable. You look at some of those top four, those top five oh. teams in Northwest Conference, the games have all been like three-game or seven-game. Right. But they've been decided by a touchdown or less this year. And on any given night, any one of those teams can beat the other ones. So it's uh, it's been kind of interesting to watch from afar. We don't see them as close, obviously. But nonetheless, that's a great conference and a conference that's produced numerous state championships. Oh, yeah, quite a number of state championships. And the reason the two ways don't play a – quad district like the three A's and the four A's do is the Kinko said we've got too many we're not gonna we're not gonna limit the number of teams that we can send to the state playoffs by playing all these strong teams right, up yeah. north. I, and you can't blame them. I don't blame them at all. I mean it's their that's their call. I mean each each district has allocated so many state playoff berths and if you want to make sure you're protecting your your schools and their interests then you do what you gotta do. So, and we there are enough teams up here. They can they can play this out and sure. figure it out amongst themselves. Sure. And that and if you think well that's not very nice. What happened up here years ago, the Western Conference in basketball, the Western Conference at one time was combined with the West Sea King, and they had a big you know the Sea King District Tournament. That was the time when Garfield, Roosevelt, Ballard were all in the Kinko. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because they well, were all I think four A teams, and I think the I think now it's the it, the tables are turned in this case right. because I think yep. all of those teams in in King County look at those teams up north and go, we don't want to play I, them, and I want which nothing is to do with Linden, yeah, or 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 even Cedar Woolley, Burlington, Edison, Squalicum, Murphy, or Lakewood. I mean, there's six. That's a six team gauntlet right there that probably finish 
and the top of a lot of conferences in other parts of the of the state. And unfortunately, most of those teams are staying out of the pl- state playoffs because they're only allocated so many spots. And this is not your dad's Kinko anymore. The Kinko two A is Highline. They're not. Ex- they're over by SeaTac, mm-hmm. Interlake, Lindbergh, Renton. Sammamish, Foster, and Evergreen of Seattle. Yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously when you're getting in, into the two A's, they're the yeah. smaller schools, not necessarily right in the, the heart of Bellevue or Kirkland or anywhere sure. like that for that matter. They're further south. And, yeah, and those teams, like I said, they're uh, they're just not, for various reasons, they're not as equipped to play football as the guys up north, and they don't want to give up their spots. <laughs> so stay tuned. This week we'll decide a whole bunch of stuff. What's up next? Uh, up next we're going to talk to Joey Hammer, the head football coach at Snohomish High School, the Snohomish Panthers, who are right now 4-0 and in league play. We'll do that next, Prep Sports Weekly on KRKO. Hi, I'm Brian Reed. As your local Allstate agent, providing protection that fits your life is something I take, well, personally. I am committed to learning about your needs and personalizing protection to meet them. From bundling your auto, home, and life insurance with ease to evaluating optional coverage based on your protection needs, I can build an insurance proposal that fits your life. Are you in good hands? Contact me, Brian Reed, at either of my Everett locations, 425-337-4646. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Life insurance offered through Allstate Life Insurance Company and Allstate Assurance Company, Northbrook, Illinois, and American Heritage Life Insurance Company, Jacksonville, Florida. At KRKO, now more than ever, we all need to find a reason to smile. Yeah, I'd like to pass along some wisdom and insight I saw on my Facebook feed over the weekend. There's a sign on this truck that drove by. We go the extra mile because we missed the last exit. And last but not least, in Star Wars, anyone can hop into any spaceship and know immediately how to fly it. I just spent 20 minutes in a rental car trying to figure out how to turn on the headlights. At KRKO, now more than ever, we all need to find a reason to smile. Supporting the community, it's important now more than ever. That's why the law offices of Dale Wagner and Stanwood proudly supports local high school sports. Since 2005, the team at the law offices of Dale Wagner have been helping their local community with their disability and workman's compensation claims. So if you've been injured on the job in Island, Skagit, or Snohomish County and need help getting the benefits you deserve, look no further than the disability and workman's compensation attorney team at the law offices of Dale Wagner and Stanwood. To find out more, go to Dale Wagner law.com and go Spartans. At Glass by Lund, if there's one thing they've learned over the past 40 years, it's that supporting the local community is very important. That's why they're huge supporters of Wesco High School sports, especially this year. It doesn't matter when the season starts. It doesn't matter the score. Glass by Lund supports high school sports 100%. And if you need support with windows, shower doors, or skylights, residential or commercial, remember since 1967, Glass by Lund has been here to serve in your community. To find out more, visit glassbylund.com. All right, guys, bring it on in. Now, this is football, men, and there are two things I want you to remember. First, you have to hit hard to make varsity. And second, you need those big earth movers up front. And speaking of big earth movers, GSR Rentals in Monroe has a huge selection of earth movers and earth moving accessories. Plus, big equipment to get the job done. And for our big victory celebration, GSR Rentals also has big selections of tables and chairs, everything you need for a party. That's right, go get them, boys. For more information, go to GSRRentals.com. Prep Sports Weekly continues on this, I almost said Thursday. I almost I caught myself. Monday <laughs> night. Somebody's going to say it eventually here. You I know, know that. Tom Lafferty here. Steve Willits is there. And 
Let's talk to a happy coach, shall we? A happy coach who's from your alma mater. It's Joey Hammer, the head coach for the Snohomish Panthers, a coach who is now 4-0 and in league play and has a chance to wrap up first place in Wesco 3A South this coming Friday night. Coach Hammer, how are you, sir? Doing well, doing really well. Excited for this week and excited for the opportunity. Big well, you, time. Looking forward to some Panther football. you got to be excited about a 30-7 to victory on Friday night. Not only that, but the uh, the quarterback, he, he lives in your house, doesn't he? Yes. Yeah, it was fun. It was a good night to be in the Hammer House. So that was fun. It was good. It was good. Honestly, it was a good night to be a Panther in any house. So it was awesome. How much fun is it to coach your own kid? I mean, I've got to think there are pros and cons to that, right? I mean, obviously, in some ways, it's something you probably have thought about ever since he was a baby. But at the same time, it might be a little bit rougher. Some when when the lows are low, you've got to take that home with you too, right? That's right. Well, you know, the the part about it is, you know, you coach every kid, and you don't coach one different from another. Uh, when you go when you go to get in the truck after the practice or after a game, though, you've got to be dads. You know what I mean? You can't sit there and grill them. You can't sit there and question them and do all those things. No, it's a time to be a parent and uh, to be encouraging and just be a fan for them. And so separating that is it's hugely important and uh i've been proud of both my boys being a part of the program and being with all those brothers uh it's it's awesome it's a dream come true as a dad just to get to be able to shape and mold not only my own boys but all those young men around them so i look forward to it i'm thankful for it and uh you know it makes it it makes it really uh it makes it interesting at the dinner table sometimes, but it still is awesome to be dad. Well, I was so going to thankful of that. You probably get some good intel at the dinner table, don't you? Oh yeah, Heck, yeah. <laughs> you usually get all the little backstory, anything that's going on. You get the temperature in the room, which is a good thing because sometimes you need to hear those things. Sure. And uh, and so no, I love it. I'm super thankful for it. And uh, yeah, heck yeah, it's it's you know what's funny is you ask the question and it's like the first answer is. I want to, you know, I don't nec- I don't get to coach that position. You know what I mean? And and so I don't necessarily get to all, to be the voice in that in that position group that says who's what and what's doing and what's what who's doing what right there. But uh, I still get to be the head coach and get to coach <laughs> all the boys. So well, you I meant- get what the question means. <laughs> yeah, you you you, uh, you mentioned the temperature in the room. The temperature in the room has got to be pretty good right now when you're four zero in league play. First place in the standings, we just mentioned that. Regular season ends this Friday night, and it's not like you get to coast into the uh, the championship spot there either. You are uh, in danger here if you lose to Monroe of a three-way tie in the standings. So tell us a little bit about this game coming up and uh, the importance of it and what does it mean to you and your guys? Oh, it's huge. It's, it's, it's us, you know, it's us versus us. That's what it is each and every week. We, we preach it every day that it really comes down to us doing what we do and staying focused on what we can control. And that's us and go in and, and work our tail off and find out what, when the clocks click zero, then look at it and see what may, you know, and uh, we've, our kids have never wavered. Yeah. You know I mean, whether we've taken a tough loss or we've taken a tough victory or a go away victory, we've always looked at it the same way. And I love that approach. And this week's no different. We just, we got to put the work in and we got to go out there you know, in our role, that, and that's what it comes down to. Seems like a lot of teams we watch, we, we start to notice, I hate, hesitate to use the term one-dimensional, but in some cases it's true. You do a little bit of everything. We, we just talked about your son, Kale, throwing three touchdown passes the other day. We've had other games this year where Josh Vandergrind has run for five touchdowns and 300 yards. 
you can you can go deep. You you can you got a nice intermediate game at times. Defense has been phenomenal for for the most part this season. Tell us a little bit about your team in terms of what is the identity of, of the Snohomish Panther football team right now, or is there one? The identity is we want to we want to take it we want to have the ability to take advantage of whatever's being given. You know what I mean? And and when that shows itself, then we've got to be able to take advantage of it. And that's what it and that's what we've got to stick by. And that's what we do. You know what I mean? And our kids are really good about. Uh, stay in the course and understanding that everybody's involved on every play. It could go anywhere, you know? And so that's, what's exciting about uh, this year because we do, we do show all the facets. It's a, a well-rounded group, well-rounded just team. And when you have that, you know what I mean? Then a, then a defense, they got to spend all every bit of the 53 and a third yards, you know, and uh, it makes it far more challenging on, on all the defenses. And uh, makes it more exciting as far as watching an offense because you don't necessarily know what's coming. You know what I mean? And so it's fun. Yeah, you know I mean that that kind of takes you back to a little bit of old school Panther football at some times. You know, I think a few weeks back, I, I think when you guys were we, when you were last so much high school, yeah, Josh pounded the rock. You know, and it, and it was it was electric. You know what I mean? And uh, so it's fun to see all the different facets and it and it all coming to fruition and the boys believing in their role being the most important. So it's been cool. It's been really cool to see. Talk about coaching at the place, exact same place where you played. How strange is it to come down that hill? And do you ever think like, I used to have a helmet on coming down this hill? <laughs> it is. It's, you know, what was crazy is uh, today I get to cruise around the halls on the campus quite a bit. And today I got to, I just got to stop and read a little bit on Coach Gilby. You know what I mean? And Coach Gilberson was somebody that was just a huge influence and impact in my life just with everything that I got to do and go forward with. It is. It's crazy to think about driving in. You you really you, you kind of relate yourself back to those times when you're 5.30 in the morning, 5 o'clock in the morning, you're going to meet Coach Gilby at 5.45, and and, and he, he would be there waiting. It didn't matter how early you ever showed up, he would be there waiting. And, and you think about those things because it was you, you know, and you want to do that same for these young men today. And so it is. It's awesome. It's, I'm thankful for the opportunity to make an impact on, on all these young men's lives because the game of football is just a tool. The game of life is what we're after. And so and, – and that's what we're all about. You know what I mean? And that's what the Panther football program has always been about. So then when you go on and you're, you know, flying fighter jets or you're uh, working at Boeing or you're digging trenches or you're doing those things, you have the ability. You always you want to be the first one to show up. You want to be a hard worker. You want to have a great work ethic. You want to care for others more than yourself. All those things, right? You remember, Tom. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, that's, what, that's what every bit of what Snohomish is and is about, and that's – we can't lose sight of that, you know, because that's what that's what true character and integrity, all those things that you want for all these young men, that's what it comes from. Talk about your um, assistant coaches. and How many of those guys are are Panthers? You know, quite a few. Yeah. Quite a few. I'll be I'll be completely honest with you. I want to say uh, I, I, I'd be more willing to tell you that I've only got – I probably only got uh, – if I had to think off the top of my head, coaches that were not former Panthers, 
I would honestly tell you one. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, it's pretty. Where, where's the one from? I'm just curious <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah, I, you know that's sad that I have to answer the question. I don't know exactly which high school, but uh, how cool is that? Yeah, you know I mean, and the fact that they, you know, he sticks around this community and he knows what it's all about and wants to have his kids raised here. And and, and coach, and they're up and down the board, right? You know, Jeff Armstrong played for his kid, oh, plays for his yeah. dad, Dick yeah. Armstrong, yeah. Yeah, so that's what's the coolest dynamic. Yeah, you know I mean, but that that true, you know, it's that it's that grit. You know what I mean? We we even mentioned talked about the you know the statue of Coach Dick Armstrong. It was it was grit. Yeah, you know I mean, the the man was defined by putting putting something out in young men that you always knew what you were getting with Snohomish. It was going to be a hard fought game. It was going to be something with high sportsmanship, high character but you knew it was going to be a physical battle, you know? And so how cool is that when you, you know, and the guy invested in the lives, but then to have that shoot, I have two of my coaches that played for Dick Armstrong. Yeah. You know I mean, back in the seventies, uh, I've got a handful. I've got a couple of my coaches that played for him in the eighties. And then, and then you got me that got to play for both coach Armstrong, then coach Perry, a guy that came in and just solidified the program. You know what I mean? just high character and just unbelievable. And so it is, it's really cool to have that and have these guys investing into the community the way they are, you know, with these young men. Noticing on your staff, there's a, there's a hammer, a Perry and an Armstrong, all three names synonymous with head, with head coaching at the school. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So it's been fun. Hey, who, been who are, fun. who are the Monroe Bearcats? What kind of a game are we expecting on Friday? Who are the Bearcats? They're, they're, uh, they are, you know, they're they're a well-rounded team. They battle their butts off. Uh, they play with a ton of heart. They got a great a great lot of men leading those guys. You know what I mean? I got to coach quite a few of them. And you talk about guys that have passion and care. My word, they got it. You know what I mean? And so uh, it's 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 fun to watch them on film. It really is. It's fun to watch them on film. And uh, and so you just look forward to it. You know, he looked forward to it, and it really just overly redefines it's it's us versus us. Yeah, I mean, that's truthfully what it comes down to, and I say that every week, but I really mean it. Well, we certainly know that you're, you're, you're planning and you're coaching to win on Friday night, but I do have to bring this up, and I need to ask because we're still waiting for some clarification. It's Monday. That's one of the downfalls, I guess, to doing this show so early in the week. If by chance Monroe beats Nahomish, and if Edmonds Woodway takes care of Mount Lake Terrace, we'd have a three-way tie for first. Have have they talked to you guys at all about what a three-way tie would look like? Would there be any kind of a a tournament on Saturday or or Monday even, or would it just be based on the drawing of the numbers? What I've been informed of is it would be a it would be a hundred percent the drawing on the numbers, however it lay, however the chips may fall at that point. Uh, because at that point you got to start getting equipped for the, you know, the next week, and uh, getting ready and keeping guys safe. But uh, it's it's one of those things where we got to we got to go in there. We have nothing to lose. We have literally nothing to lose. We have everything to gain. And so go in there and and go at it. Yeah, you know I mean, and and let the cards fall where they do. You know, and that's been it's. It's that one heartbeat. That's what it's all about, and we've got to stay focused on it. 
Well, certainly it's going to be a heck of a game. That is at Monroe, by the way. So Snohomish versus Monroe, first place on the line for Wesco 3A South. Snohomish looking to complete an undefeated regular season in the league. And Joey Hammer, thank you for your time as always. Uh, thanks for always sharing uh, your insight with us and best wishes on Friday night. Heck yeah. Thank you guys. Hey, go Panthers. One heartbeat. Got to be all about it. And you guys for investing into it. I certainly appreciate it. Young men of Snohomish, they absolutely love it. So big time kudos to you guys for keeping it rocking. Yeah, I mean, you guys have gone through the same war we have in the last year and a half. I'm just thankful to hear. I love hearing your weekly show. It's just encouraging. It shines a bright light where a bright light needs to be shined because we're out here and we're doing it. You know what I mean? And, and we could focus on all the negative, but you guys don't. And I love it. And I'm thankful for it. So keep you guys rocking. There you go. That is Coach Joey Hammer of the Snohomish Panthers. Who's next? You're going to copy that later and then use it as a bumper for all of our shows <laughs> you, coming up. You're right? darn right. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> we go from a 1-3A coach to another. We go from the South League to the North. We're going to talk to Jamie Plankovich, uh, the head coach for the Ferndale, Ferndale Golden Eagles, who are also trying to wrap up a number one seed coming up this weekend. Right here on Prep Sports Weekly on KRKO. Locally owned, veteran owned. The hometown handyman is proud to support local sports. Student athletes are an inspiration to us all, playing for their community and their teammates, showing good sportsmanship and working hard in the classroom and in practice. The hometown handyman believes in hard work and integrity, supporting community, seniors, veterans, and first responders. If you've got items on your to-do list that need to be crossed off, go to hometownhandymanpnw.com and support local. Hometownhandymanpnw.com. Justice is easy if you know what to do. Call 800-LAW-0842. The law offices of Russell and Hill are proud sponsors of the KRKO Prep Sports Student Athlete of the Month. These student athletes have demonstrated excellence on the field of play and in the classroom. Russell and Hill believes in being part of your community and salutes those who give the extra effort. Russell and Hill will fight for you. Call 800-LAW-0842. Ace Hardware is a helpful place with prompt, friendly service and the brand names you know and trust, such as Steel, Scott's, Miracle Grow, Toro, DeWalt, Milwaukee, Yeti, Traeger, Weber, Big Green Egg, Clark and Kensington Paint, Magnolia Paint by Joanna Gaines, Benjamin Moore Paint, Duracell Automotive Keys, and many, many more. When you visit Ace Hardware, you'll be greeted at the door and given the help you need. So come visit us at Ace Hardware in Lake Stevens, Evergreen Way in Everett, and now Stanwood. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Snohomish PUD has been energizing life in our communities for over 70 years. That's why your PUD is a proud supporter of broadcasting Western Conference High School athletics in our community. Congratulations to our local student-athletes for excelling in sports and academics. Your PUD offers several ways to help you save energy and lower your bill. The PUD offers instant rebates on energy-saving home improvements and special low prices on efficient home products. Check out snopud.com or visit marketplace.snopud.com for ways to save. Tired of doing battle in the kitchen every night? Time to surrender and take the family to the Buzz Inn Steakhouse. The Buzz Inn is open for indoor dining with mouth-watering hand-cut Angus steaks, chicken, seafood, burgers, sandwiches, and all-day breakfast. Relax while the Buzz Inn takes on the hazardous cleanup duty. And with nine locations, there's a Buzz Inn near you. Check out the menu ahead of time at buzzinsteakhouse.com. Dine in or take out the Buzz Inn Steakhouse, where you always get a great deal on a great meal. 
At Erickson Furniture, we've been bringing our customers affordable home furnishings for 109 years. Wow, that's a pretty big deal. So to say thank you for supporting us all these years, Erickson Furniture is holding a big anniversary sale with our lowest prices, zero interest financing for 12 months, plus a chance to win a cozy Lazy Boy Rocker Recliner. Don't miss the 109th anniversary sale going on now at Erickson Furniture, 2015 Broadway in Everett and online at ericksonfurniture.com. Well, the information's coming fast and furious here on Prep Sports Weekly on KRKO. Tom Lafferty along with Steve Willis. You're making phone calls during the uh, the commercial break. Well, I'm lining up our guest on the phone. You're actually no, I was doing talking, a little research for us. I was talking to the Snohomish athletic director who was in the same room as the Snohomish coach. Oh, they're in the same room so tonight. Th- they just, he just handed me the phone. He says, Mark, <laughs> Mark, Mark wants to talk to you. <laughs> Interesting. So Mark, Mark Perry filled you in a little bit. What, before we get to Jamie Plankovich, can you, what, what can you give us? Snohomish has the, the number one. If they end up tied, yeah. Snohomish is number one. Coach Hammer didn't want his players hearing that, though, no, right I know. So they they're probably, know he's they hoping they tuned out already after the commercial break. Edmonds, Woodway, two. Monroe is three. Because we know the north is Ferndale, one. Arlington, two. Marysville, Pilchuck. And they're all going by the number. We're not going to play. We're not going to play it off. None of the coaches, including probably the next coach we're going to talk to, wants to play a Saturday and then play on a Tuesday and then play on a whatever. Jamie Plankovich, you're, you're okay with not having to get the guys together on a Saturday or a Monday, right? Yeah, very much so, definitely. <laughs> well, t- first of all, congratulations on your season thus far. I know you've got another game coming up this week. You need for, Before any of this you know, is put into effect, you guys need to win on Friday night. You already know that. So first things first, got a game coming up. But 6-1 and one record this year, your one loss to Marysville Pilchuck. I've got to think overall, feeling pretty good about the way your team's played. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, like, other than uh, – one week when we came down to Marysville and and uh, they're a very good team and didn't get it done that night. Our kids have grown each and every week and and we feel like we're you know trying to peak at the right time. I'm going to ask you about some of the personnel on your team, but since we just mentioned that other team by name, were you surprised at all when you saw the score on Friday night? The Arlington 28, Marysville Pilchuck 14. You've seen both teams this year, so what were your thoughts when that that score came across? Yeah, I, I have to admit, I was surprised not to take anything away from Arlington because they're really good. We obviously uh, battled to the last minute with them uh, in a very good game. So um, they're a good club, but we were very impressed the night we played Marysville. So um, it was a great win for Arlington, and uh, yeah, it definitely was a little surprising. Yeah, and as we mentioned, that will that means that if you do get your victory over Marysville Getchell on Friday, Ferndale will be the number one seed coming out of the north. To get here, though, you had to win a game this past Friday. A Stanwood team that's kind of floated under the radar a little bit, but a, a team that, from all everything that we can see anyway, it's not a bad squad over there. No, I, I felt like watching them on tape through the year here from the beginning to – when we played them, you can see they've gotten noticeably better throughout the year. They're very disciplined in what they're doing on both sides of the ball, and their kids play play really hard. So uh, not a surprise. Uh, uh, when we saw them, uh, they did the very same thing against us. So really impressed with the job their coaching staff has done and their kids have done. Well, tell us a little bit about some of your personnel. I think obviously there, there are a couple of names in particular that we've come to know just because of the fact that when you start to look at – 
recruiting things across the board on, on various message boards and rankings and whatnot. A couple of your guys already getting some Division One looks. Who are some of the players that folks are watching on a nightly basis or a weekly basis if they're watching Ferndale football? Sure. Um, well, Landon Hatchet obviously is getting a lot of notoriety. His brother was a very good player for us as well and is at the University of Washington. And Landon is special in his own right, is a really, really good player. Fortunately for us, he's only a junior, um, but yeah, getting lots of attention on the recruiting circuit. And so is Isaiah Carlson, plays running back and linebacker for us. So like you said, probably a couple of the well-known names um, on our team. And then we've got, uh, we've got some real solid guys. Uh, uh, Thomas Brassell has been a three-year starter for us at corner and, uh, running back, and he's um, coming off of a high ankle injury that's had him out for the last few weeks. He's played uh, sporadically the last couple of weeks, but he, when he's healthy, he's a real dynamic player for us on offense. I think his first touch, getting back in the swing of things a couple of weeks ago, was a 60-some yard touchdown. So he just adds a big play ability back into our offense and, and adds another playmaker, which makes us tougher to defend defend ryan pelton is also a two-year starter for us at running back uh, we have a lot of guys back from last year so i kind of repeat myself but jake mason starts for us both ways uh, on the offensive line defensive line he's been a really impact player for us on the d line at, at defensive end he's leads our team in sacks and is great rushing the, the passer has good speed off the edge and is a disruptor um, so there's a there's a few off the top of my head. We have a receiver, and I should should say uh, something about our quarterback because he's had a very special year for us. He's allowed us to uh, throw the ball more than uh, maybe we have in the past. He's he's been superb throughout the season. Mark Schlichting and um, have a sophomore receiver that's turned out to be uh, have a really good season so far. So a lot of a lot of guys to mention, and and I'm no, I'm probably forgetting a few. The best thing we liked about Schlichting is he's a he plays the viola. <laughs> he's well rounded. There's, yes, there's and a bunch of us that are musicians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that one jumped off the page when Tom first saw that a couple of weeks ago. So certainly yeah. a favorite for that. Hey, I did want to ask you about uh, your football situation this year. In that, and I, I should probably know more information than I do, but you're playing your home games at Blaine this year, correct? That is correct. Is yeah. the stadium being renovated? Is it a, is it the school? What's what's going on at Ferndale that's forcing you to to play at Blaine? And how is that going? Well, we are fortunate enough to be building a new high school. Uh, the you know the little tough part about it is it's going right on our football field, but it does mean that we will be at the end of this getting a new stadium, uh, new field, and new stadium. So we're going to have a little you know pain for a couple years here while we're we're playing away and fortunately Blaine's been gracious enough to host us and it's worked out uh, that our schedules are opposite other than uh, really one conflict so far. So we're still able to play Friday night games, which was important to us. And it's a short, you know, 10 minute drive for a lot of our community and fans. So, um, and they have a brand new facility. So it's, it's really, that part's worked out great. Our kids have handled it really well. Uh, we're treating it as uh it's our home field, and and uh, they've done a good job adjusting to that. Well, I know when I when I played football thirty years ago, I went through the same thing my senior year. They tore down our our school and built the 
the new school on the football field, so we had to practice at the middle school five miles away. Are, are you guys doing something similar? I know that was always kind of a hassle, but again, like you said, you have to make sacrifices for the, the, the betterment of what's coming down the road. I mean, on a, on a daily basis in terms of having to get to practices and coaches meetings and things like that, uh, obviously, if it's been a distraction, you're still 6-1, and one, so it hasn't mattered too much. But what has that been like day in and day out for you and the team? Well, we're fortunate enough that we, we do have a lot of uh, grass at, at the high school, so we're actually still practicing uh, just north of, of the school uh, in the JV baseball outfield. There's about a field and a half of space that we have out there, so we're, we're still able. We have a little bit of walk to the practice field, but even that's been kind of nice. It gives us time uh, just walk, you know, taking a t- – three-minute walk with the kids out to, to practice and we all uh, we all wait and walk together so um, there's been even some bonuses in that throughout the year so again we want to make sure that we're we weren't making a big deal out of it because this was going to be reality here for a couple of years and um, if we handle it well as as coaches our kids were going to come along right with that and they have and I guess all things considered the fact that we're playing football right now very small inconvenience right yeah, and that's probably part of it too. You know that the the kids have um, we're happy to be out playing every week. So uh, a little couple minute walk each each way for practice is a small price to pay to be able to to play a game that we love, and uh, you know it's a great outlet for our kids. Before we let you go, we'll talk a little bit about your um, assistant coaches, the guys that are helping you out. I have a great core. You know, as as any uh any successful coach has um you know have some guys have been with us for a long time uh we have a few new guys as well that are uh, adding some energy into our program um donnie hennings has been there uh our o-line coach he's been there uh one year longer than i have so he's in his 19th year uh we have several other guys uh josh shimmick took a little hiatus while he had some had kids and a family and he's back with us here this year uh we've added a couple of guys uh brian holzel on defense who coached kind of played at ferndale coached a few years down in the seattle area um so there's uh, john craig's been with us uh the whole time i've been there and and quite a few years longer than that so um i'm lucky with the the guys i get to coach with on a on a weekly basis, we got Paul Homer, who played for the the Huskies, uh, is a um, pediatric uh, doctor up here. So he's on our staff now here the last couple of years. So um, there's there's been some. We're very fortunate to have who who we have on staff. Great, uh, great group of guys. A great team. Six and one, looking to hopefully go seven and one with a game against Marysville Getchell, and then it's on to districts. Jamie Plankovich, uh, congratulations on a great season thus far, and continued success to you and the Golden Eagles. And we'll look forward to following Ferndale through the playoffs. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, guys. You bet. There you go. Head coach of the Ferndale Golden Eagles, Jamie Plankovich. Yeah, so we, we very well just had the uh, the two coaches that are going to be coaching against each other for the pseudo. Wesco Championship right. in, what, 11 days? It could be Snohomish and Fer- Ferndale because of those draws, so stay tuned. And stay tuned. What's coming up next? We're going to have our Russellin Hill Female Student Athlete of the Month for September, uh, Chloe Seelhoff, the soccer player at Glacier Peak, along with head coach Melinda Torre and the two captains, Kate Sprink and Addison Desart. It all comes up next right here, Prep Sports Weekly on KRKO. As a business owner, you know a different side of restaurants than most people. 
You know the long nights, the stressful days, the grease fires in the kitchen? And still, you keep the orders coming and the service friendly. But sometimes you need a little help. The food service equipment professionals at Hattrick Northwest are dedicated to serving Snohomish County restaurants by giving them the proper guidance and sincere answers they need when it comes to food service equipment. We know food service because we've done food service. Hattrick Northwest. When you call us, you get us. Find us online at hattrick-northwest.com. If you're looking for a place that prints anything for any team, the place to go is Screen Printing Northwest on Colby Avenue in downtown Everett. They're the local experts for custom screen printing and embroidery. Hats, t-shirts, sweatshirts, coats, you name it, they can do it. Screen Printing Northwest has been locally owned since 1996, and they're the official screen printer of this radio station. Screen Printing Northwest, 2526 Colby Avenue, just north of Everett Avenue in downtown Everett. Go Cougs! Mike Dixon with Farmers Insurance knows that good coverage counts. Whether you're running through the defense to the end zone, finding a good position for the game-winning three-pointer, or if the neighbors need to refine their fastball. And here comes the pitch. Oh, sorry. Coverage is important. Call Mike Dixon to find out what coverage is best for you. And pretty soon, you'll be Stixon with Dixon. That's Mike Dixon with Farmers Insurance in Old Town Local TO. Call 425-375-0860 today. Because coverage counts. At Glass by Lund, if there's one thing they've learned over the past 40 years, it's that supporting the local community is very important. That's why they're huge supporters of Wesco High School sports, especially this year. It doesn't matter when the season starts. It doesn't matter the score. Class by Lund supports high school sports 100%. And if you need support with windows, shower doors, or skylights, residential or commercial, remember since 1967, Glass by Lund has been here to serve in your community. To find out more, visit glassbylund.com. Welcome back to Prep Sports Weekly. It is time to talk some girls' soccer. It's also time to talk the Russell and Hill Girls Student Athlete of the Month of September. We met her last year on the radio. She was the Everett Herald Player of the Year last year. She's now a senior. Chloe Seelhoff from Glacier Peak, our Student Athlete of the Month. Chloe, you're on a team that right now has an 11-1 record overall, 6-0 in Wesco, but this is what jumps out at me. 25 goals scored for... Your team has not given up a single goal in Wesco play. I see a lot of uh, cheering over here, silent cheering from your coach and a couple of your teammates. How's this season been for you so far? It's been amazing. Uh, I was so excited to have a true season this year, and I knew we could get at it as a team. Everyone was working hard, summer practices, and then once we started up, we just started scoring goals and have kept it clean sheet since Wesco started. Clean sheet indeed, and something else that's clean is your, your GPA, 4.0. That went a long way in getting the student uh, athlete uh, of the month. Class president, I believe, or is it ASB president? Uh, uh, ASB president. ASB oh. president, 4.0. You have a job on the side of this. You play soccer. Do you find time to sleep? Uh, actually, uh, not, not enough time. I need to sleep more. <laughs> but Well, then I guess before I talk about you a little bit. I guess we should do that with your coach because we've got Melinda Torrey here, the head coach for Glacier Peak. Coach, before I ask you about Chloe, though, those numbers I just threw out, 25-0. and 0. They haven't, You haven't had a goal scored against you. 43-6 and 6 overall in the season. Goals four for goals against. I've got to think you're feeling pretty good about where Glacier Peak is right now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, our defense has been stellar. Um, 
we have definitely taken pride in keeping a clean sheet, like Chloe said. Um, that's something that we talk about every game. Uh, we're scoring goals, which is great. And so if you've got that working on both ends for you, I mean, what coach wouldn't be happy about that? We had a chance to talk to Chloe and her sisters last year on the show. Haven't had a chance to talk to you about her yet, though. She's got 14 goals, 10 assists this year so far in only 12 games. She was the Everett Herald Player of the Year last year. She's already committed to playing at the University of Washington. Tell me a little bit about coaching her and what it's like. Um, I see a little bit of myself in Chloe, uh, just the fact when she's going to my university, so kind of proud of that. Um, sending, sending a good kid that has a really strong work ethic uh, is out in the summer, always doing extra, always talking to people about what we can do better. Um, and it's one of those things that you look at and you go, gosh, I feel really lucky that I, I have the opportunity to coach a kid like this. And I have a bunch of these types of kids on my team this year. So it's, it's been really great for me. We've talked about her going to the University of Washington and playing there. You played there for four years, correct? Yeah. So you know what kind of a game she has. You know what that level is like at the Division One level, Pac-12 in particular. Is she ready for it? I think she's she's got the skill set. I think the biggest thing for Chloe is going to be putting the strength on to be able to bang with the big girls in the Pac-12, and she's working on that. So I don't I don't doubt her for a second that she's going to be successful. And I guess we should meet the other two captains for Glacier Peak right now. Go ahead and give me your name and what position you play. Um, I'm Kate Spring, and I play right back. And I'm Addison Desard, and I play holding mid. Okay, so Kate, I'm going to start with you. Tell me a little bit about Allison. What kind of a player is she? Uh, her name's Addison. Addison, there we go. Let's start with that. Um, she's great. She holds the mid down, great communication, really stellar passes to feet, and great movement off the ball. Addison, tell me about Kate. Kate's going to Idaho to play ball, right? Yes, she is. I'm super proud of her for that, and she's a great defender. I can always count on her to be back there, and we have no goals, so she's doing something right. She's definitely doing something right. We haven't heard about your college ambitions yet. What, are, what is your plan for next year? I am still undecided. Any any particular places you're looking, or um, you don't have to give anything away if you don't want. You don't have to give us school names, but what, what are you looking for in a school, perhaps? Not in Washington. Okay. So somewhere out of Washington. Weather, is that the thing? Uh, no, but definitely not East Coast either. Uh, somewhere in the middle. Okay. Haven't decided yet. So you've got a lot of ground to cover. Yep, sure okay. do. Well, Kate, tell us a little bit about Idaho. Why why the Vandals? Um, I just love the environment. Everyone's super kind and welcoming, and I love the coach, Jeremy. He's just awesome, outgoing, like me. I mean, both gingers, so that's cool. Um, great academics, and it was close enough to home, but not too close. So, Coach, give me a little assessment of both of these two. Um, well, with Kate, we'll start with Kate. Uh, Kate is a right back that can literally put the team on her back when she needs to and win a game for us if, uh, if we need it. She is one who will give everything, sell out, um, absolutely put her body on the line to make sure that, that things happen when they need to. So that's one of those kids that you're just um, excited to have on your team. Diz is an organizer and a, and a person that we couldn't do our midfield without. She's the one that makes sure everybody's where they're supposed to be and she covers people when they move forward. So it helps us keep our shape. Um, she's kind of like the mom in the back that you know pulls kids back when they need to, yells at kids when she needs to, um, but does it in a way that nobody holds grudges. <laughs> it's well, well said. I'm going to ask you, Chloe, to tell me about some of the other players that are playing up front. Who, who are some of the scorers on this team other than you? I know you've got the 14 goals, but you're not the only one scoring, right? Yeah, yeah. So we have uh, Ryan Reynolds has had quite a few goals. Uh, we also have Kate Sprink right here has scored like four goals this season. She's a right back. So, um, yeah, I would say Izzy, Izzy has had a few, but, yeah, Ryan has had a lot too. 
Okay. So, Kate, do we want to do we want to have you talk about the defensive play this year? Tell me about some of the other players back there. Oh, I would love to. Um, Alyssa Montgomery, one of my best friends. She can always have my back. She's really good at keeping the peace and being calm and finding feet. And we have Audrey Bergmeier, who's super aggressive and always win her, wins her 1v1 tackles. And we have Kailani Brookstool and Maddie Stump at left backs. And they are just fabulous, great speed, great strength, and finish the puzzle. There we go. And I'm going to have, I'll call her Diz so I don't mess up her name this time. How does that sound? Diz, tell me about some of the other mids. I know we've got uh, we've got Chloe here, but who else is in the middle? Uh, it's Chloe, me, and Izzy Toma. And we, I think we all work great together. We always cover each other. Like, we all have different strengths and different weaknesses, and we just help each other and, like, keep it all together. And I think it's just great. Now, Coach, I've noticed that, again, zero goals against in Wesco. Goalkeeper's a freshman. Tell us about your freshman. Yeah. Um, we have Sammy Toma, which is Izzy Toma's little sister, who has stepped up huge for us. Um, coming in, we didn't we didn't know what we would have as far as a goalkeeper. We lost Naomi last year, Naomi McMillan, who's in um, Northwest right now. Four-year player too, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so big shoes to fill, and she has done nothing but get better every single game. So as a coach, it's super fun to watch. Um, she keeps making bigger and better saves as she goes. So as she gains that confidence, um, things get great. So much so that even when she's up front and we throw her up front in the game, she'll knock the ball out of the goal. Nicely done. Okay. Chloe, favorite moment so far this year? Oh, I don't know. I think maybe the Kamiak game, um, we weren't playing good at all the first half. And then the second half, we kind of just went crazy and everyone started connecting and scoring. And it was just good energy, second I think, half. I think a 5 nothing game, correct? Yes. Yes, it was. So Kamiak tomorrow, we should point out. So folks want to come out here tomorrow. Diz, what should they be looking for? What kind of a team is this? Overall, I mean, we talked about the individuals. What kind of a team are we watching if they come out here tomorrow? It's 7 o'clock, 7.30. 7 o'clock tomorrow. On a good day, we like to keep the ball, possess the ball, pass the ball super well. Um, yeah, we just like to keep it together, keep it simple. Simples are key. And hopefully we don't do just kick it. That's that's our weakness. And, Kate, we should also point out, I mean, again, you, you play in this Wesco 4 which now only has five teams in it, but because you only have four other opponents, you've been able to play more non-conference games. A lot of King Code teams already. What have you seen from them? And is this a team that thrives on being challenged by other teams? Is it going to help you later on down the road? Um, I definitely think the non-conference conference games are going to help us down the road because we're used to playing aggressive and very fast teams, which is also helpful. But with Kinko, we got the technical side and the strategy side. So we got to do different plays and different stuff on different players. So I think it really helped improve everyone's individual and team skills. And now, Coach, I know coaches hate to look ahead, but I have to do it with you a little bit. We don't interview you on a weekly basis. We just mentioned you play Kamiak tomorrow. You do have one more game coming up before the regular season ends. It's Jackson, who's always a tough opponent. A 1-0 victory earlier this season. And you play them next Tuesday here. What kind of a game are we expecting? And what kind of a team is Jackson? Can we expect to see Glacier Peak and Jackson both pushing for a, perhaps a state-spotted districts this year? I definitely, I definitely think that both teams should make it into the playoffs. Um, they're both quality teams. They both have quality players. Uh, I think that we match up well with them. It's always a good battle with them. Uh, I think it's whoever's got the most on that day is going to, who's going to show up on that day is the team that's going to win. So I think it'll be a great game to come out and watch and see, um, and see what the kids can do and have them put it all on the line for that first place state birth or 
district birth, I guess. And then yeah. we're doing the by district again this year with Kinko. We just mentioned you're playing a lot of Kinko teams non-conference-wise. I would assume that was kind of a uh, strategy on your part. Absolutely. I, I wanted to play the best teams. I wanted these kids to see uh, the Kinko schools so that we wouldn't be nervous about it. Um, the first time we played in the crossover, it was a... I think there was a nervousness about playing schools that we didn't know about and players that we didn't know about. And now we have a better idea of what that looks like. I think the kids will come in with much more confidence. So just to give us a heads up, who are some of the top Kingco teams? Who are some of the top teams in the state at the 4A level? Obviously, I think teams from around the state right now are looking over at Glacier Peak going, there's certainly a team we have to look out for. Who are you guys perhaps looking out for on the horizon if, of course, you get to state? Um, I, I think the last time I looked, the Camus is up there. Um, Skyline is up there. Uh, Issaquah's up there. These kids know better than I do. <laughs> I think they pay more attention. I'm more of the day-to-day -day grinding type of uh, type of person. Um, so we've got some Kinko schools that we definitely, when we when we get a look at, we'll have an idea of how well we'll do in state. But I think this team has all the pieces to to win it. You're talking about, I know, Chloe, you play Starfire, so, or Crossfire, I'm sorry, I'm giving you the wrong team there. You just mentioned a couple teams under your breath while Coach was talking. Did we leave anybody out? Uh, Eastlake, Eastlake, Kate and I have, like, five teammates on there, and they're stacked, so they're, they're I think good. you beat them one another time, right? Yeah, we beat them. <laughs> <laughs> Something to look forward to. Well, Coach, before I let you go, too, number one, did we leave any players out that we should mention, and also your coaching staff? Um... I think we have uh, we have a senior that has actually been a pretty big impact up front. That's Greta Henry. Um, her speed is unmatched uh, as far as as far as that's concerned. Um, my coaching staff has been with me from day one. I feel pretty lucky that from the time that we opened the school, I've had the same assistant coach and the same JV coach. Um, so I feel pretty lucky that these kids have had that kind of consistency and those people that care about them in this program. And can we get some names from them? Dale Troop and Christine Windrum. There we go. So Glacier Peak again, 25 and zero so far. Goals, four goals against in league play. They've got another big game against Kamiak tomorrow night. They finish out the regular season next Tuesday at home against Jackson, and then it's on to buy districts. And again, Chloe Seelhoff, our Russellin Hill Student Athlete of the Month of September. Congratulations, and congratulations to the captains. Great job this year, and best of luck. There we go. Yeah, fun interview. And again, Chloe, our student athlete of the month, rightfully so. She's been phenomenal on the field. 4.0 GPA, ASB president. She works after school. She's got a scholarship waiting for her to play soccer at the University of Washington. Older sister Maddie plays for Montana. Younger sister Ella's on the team. So the Seahawks uh, having a lot of fun over there at, at GP and, uh, and at the next level. Today's show brought to you by Allstate Insurance agent Brian Reed, Dale Wagner Law by GSR Rental in Monroe, Ace Hardware Stores on Lake Stevens, Everett, and Stanwood, Glass by Lund, the Snohomish County PUD, Erickson Furniture by McLean Insurance in Silver Lake, the Buzz Inn Steakhouse, Hat Trick Northwest, the Law Office of Russell and Hill, Mike Dixon, Farmers Insurance, Screen Printing Northwest, and by Hometown Handyman. Who did we have on the show today? On the show tonight, we had Snohomish football head coach Joey Hammer, Ferndale football coach Jamie Plankovich, our Russell and Hill female student athlete of the month, Chloe Seelhoff, who plays soccer at Glacier Peak, Glacier Peak girls soccer coach Melinda Torre. We had uh, the two other Glacier Peak captains, Kate Sprink and Addison, not Allison, <laughs> Dizzard. So uh, we made it made a uh, point to get all of them on there. Does she play for Spitfire or Crossfire? It's, she plays for Crossfire. Okay. Or, well, right. two of the girls do anyway. <laughs> oh, by the way, Glacier Peak, I don't know if you've ever seen that field in the back through because oh, obviously sure. the football team doesn't play there. Yeah. Is there a better setting in the Northwest to watch sports? You know what you can see there? Everything. Glacier Peak. 
That's very true. <laughs> the actual peak. <laughs> the right. actual glacier Great peak. soccer game there next Tuesday. I'm just saying if anybody wants to go check it out. we got to go. Prep Sports Weekly. I'm Tom Lafferty for Steve Willits. We'll see you Friday night at Arlington against Mariner. Good night from Everett. Addison, not Allison. Addison. There we go. Okay. KRKO Everett. K237GN AM 1380 and FM 95.3. Your music. James Taylor, Chicago. Beatles. Huey Lewis. Now, more of Everett's greatest hits. K-I-K-O. Mac, Little Lies. K-R-K-R.